Welcome back, I'm Kim Barbie, she's Juliana Osborne and this is Inside Exec. Today we're going to revisit the topic that we have talked about before, it's job satisfaction. We thought we might look today about how to increase your job satisfaction and in areas that we didn't cover in the last time that we talked about it because we talked about it in terms of a whole other range of activities as well as job satisfaction. So job satisfaction is something that obviously that we would all like to have and if we were asked independently, we would probably say that for the most part, we could give it a percentage. We could say that we're 60 to 70% satisfied with our jobs. And I know that in all of my training years, when I had ran an exercise that talked about people listing the top 10 reasons that they like their job or what they wanted more in their job, the money was never in the top five. So let's put that out of the conversation straight away. And job satisfaction is not gonna be provided to you by getting more money, because that's not the reason you work. The reason you work is for some other personal satisfaction. The money allows you to buy things that give you, gives you satisfaction or gives you a home life or whatever else it is in other ways. So money's not, not the real driver. I would defy you to prove to me that it is because I've had too many years of having this this discussion with people money buys you things but it doesn't necessarily give you satisfaction in and of itself so we'll put that to one side and say that money's not going to come into the discussion that we're talking about today so job satisfaction is going to be about you being satisfied not just with the job or the activity or the project that you have but your contribution to it as well. The first question to ask oneself about, to Kim's point about how satisfied are you on a scale of percentage, 100%, um, the first thing is, what am I doing? What difference does it make if I stop doing it? Will, will it make a difference if I stop doing what I'm doing? Who benefits from what I'm doing, etc. So if you're the person that stacks shelves in the supermarket, the question is, if I stop doing it, is, is it making any difference? Of course it's making a difference because other people will come in the shop and there's nothing on the shelf. So yes, so that to me is the first step of satisfaction. You do that in any job and any job that is, whether it's in a big corporate world or it's in retail or wherever it is, if you're cleaning a house, if you're cleaning the office, if you enabling customers reach their objectives in a corporate world or get them equipment or products or services, what happens if you stop doing it? If you stop doing what you're doing, you're going to break a chain that is, you obviously, unlike the stacking the shelf, you're part of a process. So you've got to remind yourself about what part am I doing and what difference does it make, who is it helping, and what happened if I don't do it. Once you know that, then you have a better appreciation of how, what satisfaction that will bring. We might have to stop for a minute because it's raining. I'll talk, I'll talk amongst myself. <laughs> so job satisfaction has to be measured, obviously. And I think job satisfaction, first and foremost, as Fuliana is saying, we need to determine what it is you do and this is about writing things down. Write down what you do and have columns on the page. So what, so what you do, what impact that has, 
what the impact is if it is not done because what will start to happen is that you will start to identify some things that perhaps are causing you irritation and you can't really determine why they're irritating to you and then when you write it down in this format you realize that if you didn't do it no one would worry and so your unconscious is already saying to you why am I doing this because it's not contributing anything to the outcome of this project, this team, this activity. And so you can start to get more satisfaction by not doing the things that don't have any impact. When you get to the point of saying, okay, I know it makes a difference, and I know that it's satisfying, and if I stop it, there will be consequences, not good ones for others. That's a good feeling. However, you are human, and you're entitled to think, well, you know what? I've been doing this for a while, I'm bored, mm. and I need more or, or different. Firstly, have a look at what you're doing and say, is there a better way of doing it? And that better way could be just getting away with a certain part of a process, changing a process, automating a process, or whatever it is. And it's not just about, is there a better way? It's, is there an existing better way? Yeah. It's, could there be a better way right. of doing it? Yeah. So improving it now and in the future what else can be done differently so that will give you a satisfaction in that you now being more strategic you coming up with innovative ideas and you're making things better for the recipient of the service or product whatever you're doing and you're helping others that are working within that process do it better and give them more satisfaction. And you're not being the dog that sits on the rusty nail complaining about it. You're actually getting up and doing something. So you're being proactive. You're forward-thinking, forward-looking, and you are acknowledging that what is happening, the dissatisfaction that you perhaps are feeling with your job at the present time is something that you can address. Now, it might be that the dissatisfaction or the lack of satisfaction that you have with your job are things that would be difficult or not possible for you to address. And that becomes a whole different consideration that you have to give in terms of the job. You know, if, if you're bored, if you're dissatisfied, if you can't increase your job satisfaction, if it's out of your control, then you really need to look at why you're doing the job. And if it's only for the money, I'm going to tell you, yeah. move on, find some other way of making the money. If you're looking to increase your satisfaction, why can't you put your hand up and say something that, look, I've been doing this job for a while and I know we discussed this before and you, as an organisation, I need to stay for, for now. In the meantime, because I'm good at my job and because I can do it with good time, I would like to dedicate so much time without impacting adversely impacting my job and responsibility to help on a company-wide project or another area so I learn. Put your hand up for something like that. The other thing is why not study? If you want to study to expand your knowledge and that study could be you know just want to get qualifications, certificates so you can increase your marketability or you might want to just do something that's fun, learn another language or do what, whatever. So your job satisfaction itself can't increase by doing another language or a hobby type of thing, but it makes you feel better because yeah, you are feeling more productive. Yeah. So you're more productive, you've got variety and your brains are working. I think that that would be 
one, but I have not come across many places where you put your hand up to help with other projects and it's frowned on. It might be the timing, it might be the project, but they will in invariably find a solution that suits both. The other thing too is that you can volunteer to be the industry representative on other committees because those are the sorts of roles that I find are difficult to fill. No one actually volunteers to do those activities because perhaps they don't think they're qualified yeah. enough or they don't want the extra responsibility, all of those things. But if you're not satisfied, that change, that in focus, might be the thing that gives you more satisfaction. It might be the feedback you need to know that you are doing well. That, you, that people are satisfied with your performance as well as you being satisfied in their job. The other area that I see that is always, always lacking in resources is having things documented, having processes documented. Yeah. So if you're really good at what you do and you're satisfied with your performance, the job satisfaction area that you can increase is to actually document what you do because there will be mm -hmm. a day when it's not you doing that job. And if you feel that what you do and the way you do it is important, document it. And that will give you some satisfaction in, it actually gives you a chance to review what you're doing as well. And to put down all the things, the things that you are second nature to you that you don't think about doing, get it all down so that you can then pass it on to someone or it becomes part of your quality system or whatever it is. But that area of documentation is an area that I see sadly lacking in resources everywhere I go. Why don't you do what Kim just said straight away and that is the documentation but do the succession plan yourself. Amongst your peers, amongst your team members, you might find someone who is also very competent in their job and they're looking to increase their knowledge and experience and willing to help why don't you take it upon yourself to teach them your job? So that succession planning and the documentation are there to fall on and therefore everybody will succeed. The satisfaction you will get out of helping someone else grow will be enormous. The person themselves will become more satisfied because they're experiencing learning and growth. And that, believe it or not, will free you up then to go and learn something else and then show your boss that you can. So you, you're showing leadership, you're showing teamwork, you're show, showing initiative, you're showing a whole lot of qualities, sorry, that will allow you to grow your own career and be a, even a bigger member of the team in capacity. I think job satisfaction is a bit like weight loss. When, when do you actually measure it? Do you measure it every day? Do you measure it once a week? Do you measure it every month? And I think that for most of us, job satisfaction is generally only measured once a year, and that's too long a gap between measurement cycles, because you can't remember necessarily all the good stuff. You remember all the bad stuff, and then you, you have this sense of, oh, it's not really, it's okay, but it's not really, you know, maybe it's 60, maybe it's 70%. And you're not really assessing, you're not really measuring your job satisfaction if you're just doing it once a year. I actually like to use a system where the night before I will write down three things that I want to get done the next day. Three things you think are not many and they're usually quite specific things. They're not big activities. I won't say one of them for today wouldn't have been, well, we'll do X number of podcasts. It would just be, for today, would just be recording. So whatever gets done under that heading meets that criteria for today. So I have to be satisfied. 
So you can be specific, you can be more broad brush, but I will caution you about the broad brush because you still need to be measuring what you're doing. But if I do that every day, and I don't necessarily make the value judgment every day about whether I'm satisfied or not, but I look at it at the end of the week and I say, well, I got these things done and I didn't get these things done. I know why I didn't get those things done. I'm not happy about not getting these things done. And um, the reasons that they didn't get done are not excuses to whitewash that fact. But if I look at it in the week and what I had the opportunity to do, what I set myself to do and what I have done, I have to be satisfied. Or if I haven't, I have to not be satisfied. And what can I do this coming week to turn that around? So that I am not, not so that those things are done by the end of next week, but so that I am satisfied this time next week that for the past week I have done more to be satisfied in my job roles than I thought I could do. Ask yourself, you're good at your job and you know it inside out and your boss is happy and you're happy and your clients are happy. However, maybe another way to add to job satisfaction is do you want to be become the subject matter expert? So whenever anybody talks about that topic, they think, oh, I'll go to this person because they're the subject matter expert. Some people actually don't realise how important and satisfying to be that. Some people see it as a burden and say, oh, they just keep coming to me and I would like to turn that around. So they're coming to you because... A, they respect you. B, they know you, you'll know the right answer. C, you are the best person in our organisation that knows about this particular aspect. And then again, if you want to go beyond that point, help someone else become that subject matter expert. And then be realistic though, and this might be a little bit hard to hear, but if you think that you could be running the chief's job, whatever is the next position up from you, be realistic. Can you really? Are you ready now? The answer is you probably can, but look at what you need to do to get there. And rather than assume I can be there and I should be there, and therefore I'm dissatisfied. Find out what is it. There might be six things you need to get there, and on some of them you might be 99%, but on others you might be 70%. And figure out how you're going to build that up so that when the opportunity comes, you are at 99.9 and ready to move. I think that job satisfaction is something that we should be measuring. It should be something that you measure regularly, that you have a sense of history about your job satisfaction as well. So that if you historically look at the last six months and you see that uh, more often than not your percentage was 70 or below, then you really need to look at what it is that's contributing to that level of satisfaction with the work that you're doing. And it might simply be the time of year, it might be the project, it might be outside influences, but it might be you managing yourself as well, it might be you being harsh in your judgments. So all of those things that you need to look at, but you do need to do a review, I think. Not just measure it, but review it and review it regularly and be open to all of the things that might be causing you to feel the way you are and address them, write them down and and work out what it is that you're going to do to change that situation. An example come to mind of a person who did all of that. They thought they're very dissatisfied with their job. When they did the whole thing, 
they realized there was really one thing, there's only one thing that they were dissatisfied with, and that is the travel. It actually was, they loved the job, they loved how it suits them, their personality, the fit, the organization, all of the above. But traveling to work was enormously taxing, time-wise, and that started to, to feel it. So you could have end up changing careers and all sorts of things and being just as miserable. So the person had to once identify that, um, which was by going through all those things that um, we were talking about, then realized, okay, I just got to go to the same job closer to home or move home to closer to work, as simple as that. All sorts of alternatives that presented themselves because the situation was addressed and, and the dissatisfaction contributor was identified outside of the work environment. An interesting example. Thank you for that. I think we probably talked a little bit about things that you can do and how you can measure your job satisfaction in a, in a very real sense. And we'll be interested to hear what you've got to say about how satisfied you are in your jobs and what you're doing to increase your satisfaction. For now, I'm Kim Bailey. She's Fuliana Osborne and this is Inside Exec.